Clock Clop. Hi, Eric. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best opening line. Yeah, it is. So, uh, my friend's leaving me today. Yeah. Your friend's uh, leaving you today. So can Dalton, I call him? My, I feel like I can call him my friend now, too. 100% right? he can That's call awesome. my friend. He, he thinks very, very highly of you. He's, man, it's, he does. Sad, it's he, a sad he sees, day. He sees, you know, he doesn't always tell you this, but he, he sees a, a pile of potential of what we're, what we're doing and what you're doing, and he thinks that... You're gonna do great things, and it's a it's a huge compliment because he's a lot like me. Like keep keep my circle really small, unless unless you're offering something valuable, mm-hmm. not valuable like that. I can well kind of take from you, but a, a, a value to the friendship, make your life better. Kind yeah, of. Yeah. So you've yeah. made him think. You've made you've taught him a lot of things, and uh, it's been a great experience for you. I'm yeah, sure. That's awesome. It's good to hear. Hopefully, I can uh, capitalize on. Oh, 100 percent. You got a friend for life, good. man. Yeah, that's Guaranteed. awesome, man. Well, yeah. yeah, it's a sad day. Dalton broke. Yeah. Right so now. what what happened? Uh, Dalton, uh, a few months ago, decided to sell his house here in Windsor, and he's moving to Nashville. And uh, it's so funny, but I love I love. This is why you actually do want to be in the NHL, so that you can make enough money to make decisions where you're not stuck in one spot the rest mm-hmm. of your life. So Dalton was sitting here, doesn't like the rules. I don't like these rules. I don't want to wear a mask. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I'm going to move to a place where I don't have to do this stuff. So he said, okay, I'm going to sell my house. Sold it in a week and uh, bought a house in Nashville the, that same week. Yeah. And and good for him. So, But anyways, he, he's been alone for two weeks. I picked him up this morning and he goes, I guess this feels weird because he's packing everything up and he's going down there. And then he's, now he's actually pursuing what he kind of wants to do after hockey. Yeah. No, it's, so. it, the cool thing that... You could, you know, people say uh, like money buys happiness. I don't think that's that's totally true. I think it can be true, but I think it's more like money gets you freedom. It can, and that's what the nice thing is. You get yeah. when you get a certain amount of money that that you've earned from doing whatever you're doing, yeah. you can go do whatever you want. Yeah, and then it's up to you to make yourself happy with that. But you have the freedom to do whatever you want now because you yeah. have you've earned that. So it's it's I'm happy for him. It's cool to see that he gets to just hey yeah. figure out the next phase of his life. It's awesome. It was a really neat relationship that we had because, uh, my, like, my wife was asking, she goes, you're going to be sad when he's gone. And I go, yeah, like, he's my bud. But what's interesting about this is I've known Dalton since he's about 10 years old, trained him as a hockey player in minor hockey, um, and then obviously as in his pro years. And um, I've always had a really, not a soft spot, that's not the right word, but I've always had a, a, the utmost respect for Dalton Prout because, and not even knowing the whole story. But I had the utmost respect for him because he was a guy that was a leader. He presented himself the right way all the time. He always, you know, if, if he couldn't make a skate for some reason, he'd go, Andy, I can't make the skate. He, he understood my side. He understood that I had a business to run. Uh, he respected that. He paid on time. But when he was on the ice, it was all business. And it was just, I always used to point him out, like, watch this guy. This is why he's in the NHL. And then to understand uh, how he got there, um, that he, he literally was self-taught. Like, you know, all the ins and outs of hockey. So he figured it out on himself and it was just a drive, right? You know this now, oh, like yeah. just listening to him, the drive that he was going to play in the NHL. Um, it's just incredible. The, so I that side of the relationship is is was neat. But since he moved back, I think what really was interesting probably to him is that you don't find people that actually are in it, especially at that level, people are always taking from you. They want your time. They want your this, you want your that. And for myself as a friend and him as, and he was a customer, I just said when, when he was uh, out with his concussion, I said, just come to power tech, man, just come to power tech. 
And then he, he actually said has actually saved his life. Not as like, you know what I mean? It just gave him sanity and gave mm-hmm. him clarity. But our friendship became so tight. Obviously, you know that, like, and you too. It became so tight that uh, it's it, we, we've, uh, we've become, like, I don't, I don't know if we call each other best friends, but it's like we spent so much time together and, and uh, we've done so much for each other. He's been so good to my kid and, and the kids that are around, but, I mean, he's been so good to my son. Yeah. And my son's going to miss him, but the beautiful thing is he's a phone call away. But, you know, that's why it's so important to have people in your life that you respect and that they're going to call you on bullshit, kind of what we're going to talk a little bit about today. Uh, people that keep you honest, people that can give you a dose of humility, um, and people that can tell a story that that, uh, that moves you. And uh, he's just been like a, such a quality person for my son, for me. He's been good for me been good for you um we're gonna miss dalton pro but of course he will always have something to say with power tech right he's, oh, yeah. he's still he's a phone call away of course he's gonna visit and watch my son play hockey so it's yeah. all good yeah for sure but i'm happy for him him and his uh, him and his wife are gonna do great and uh just really happy for him that he gets to live his life there the lights went off early today there we go yeah, we don't no. control the the hydro here <laughs> <laughs> no it's good though i was saying to charlie yesterday when we were talking i don't know i don't know if it was yesterday a couple of days ago I uh, talked about like having friends and the people you surround yourself with. And I was, I was saying, saying to him, like, you know, that there's a saying, if you have one friend, you're lucky, two friends, you're blessed, three friends, you're a liar. Because yeah. if to find people that genuinely give a shit about what you're doing, give a shit about you and what happens to you, it's a rare thing. It's not, people think they have all these friends and all they can hang out with all these people and they have this big group and it's none of those people actually care when it really comes down to it when it really comes down to it when you really need someone you need someone to talk to you need something people don't have that and so dalton's one of those guys that falls in that category where he just genuinely gives a shit about the things that happen to you like calls and asks what's going on hopes you're doing well says things that could be encouraging tries to be helpful where he can be helpful calls you on bullshit these are the kinds of things that that's the kind of person that he's been which is especially if someone who is that has the reputation he has or has the clout that he has. Like he wasn't, you know, he wasn't a Sidney Crosby in the NHL or anything, right. but he was an NHL hockey player. Oh yeah. 100%. He played, he was there. People know who he is yeah. and, and he's a big name. Yeah. And for him to have as much humility as he has, even, you know, in the, in, when I was having those classes workouts, sometimes he'd be in. Yep. And these are, these are grade school kids, yep. high school kids, and just taking the time to talk to them. He'd be in the, yeah. in the, uh, in the gym yeah. doing his little workout on the yeah. side and, it was funny because the kids didn't know who he was right. and he's on the wall. He's yeah. up on th- on top there, yeah. but it's different. You see him in person or see him in the picture. You don't yeah. really connect the dots necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was, I'm seeing him talk to these kids and whatever, and they're just talking normal. Like he's just yeah. another person, whatever. Yeah. And I was just saying, I was like, you guys know who that is? Yeah. And they're like, no. And I just pointed that guy on the wall right there. And they're like, oh. <laughs> they all like so then they want to take pictures and whatever, yeah. but just, he doesn't have to do that. He could no, be a complete jerk. Like a yeah. lot of guys are. And yeah. he's, it's, it's good to, yeah. Yeah. He's an impressive person. Yeah. Well, speaking of your, uh, when you said that about your three friends, mm-hmm. you're lucky if you have three, you're a liar. So we were driving home. I never I haven't told you this yet. So Charlie goes, hey, dad, got to gonna call a uh, bullshit on Eric. I go, yeah, what do you mean? He goes, well, I said one friend, you're, you're lucky. Two, you're blessed. Three, you're lying. He goes, I, I, I got more than three friends. <laughs> so I said, well, you're 15 and you're going to see who right. your actual friends exactly. are. He goes, yeah, but so he's going down. He goes, I got Eric. So he said, you, he goes, you're my best friend, dad. Uh, and then he went through a couple of his friends and Dalton and, and well, uh, there's, so there's a difference though no, no, between, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go, yeah go. So that's what I was saying. So yeah. I had to explain to him. I said, but this is, you're going to find out you're, you're young. Yeah. Like for example, when the draft comes, 
you're going to find out you're going to get some texts that are like, Hey, real happy for you. And you're going to get some that you're going to thought you were going to get. And you're going to get some people that are really reluctant to give it because there's going to be jealousy and they don't actually want to see you do well and all that stuff. But I said that that's the minor thing, but you're going to find out through life. And I said, I, I hope you're different than everybody else. And you have a lot of friends, but I said, I pretty much guarantee you, you won't. Yeah. And a side note of that. So anyways, that's a teaching moment, right? That was yeah. good. And I appreciate you talking to him about that because it's true. Um, but this, a side note of that is, uh, and I, I don't care if it's early or what if I hurt anyone's feelings. Um, so last night, one of his best, I'd say his best friend got a call or texted Charlie and said, hey, did you get a email from this team? Charlie goes, no. But when he said no, his face lit up. Mm-hmm. He lit up because... And he told me after, and he goes, well, I've got a Zoom call, like a, a meeting, because you can't travel anywhere, uh, with this team on Friday. And Charlie puts down the phone. He goes, Dad, Dad. I'm not going to say his name. Got a thing. He goes, I didn't get one. He goes, I'm so happy. Like he, yeah. I got one, or he got one, and I didn't get it from this team. And he lit up, and he was going around the house like he was so happy for his best friend. Yeah. Because he wants to see him succeed. And I'm like, that's what you want. That's the, that's that's the 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 group that you want that he literally wants this guy to win. Mm-hmm. And I think it's well I'm I'm certain that it's vice versa. And to yeah. see that that's that's the teammate you want. Yeah, well, and that, oh, that's so nice to see. Oh, I yeah. mean, I mean ear to ear. Happier than I've ever I might have ever seen him that his best buddy got an interview oh, with yeah. the team. Well, and this is where it can get tricky is because sometimes the these and I'm not saying that this is what the deal is with Charlie. I'm just giving an example. Sometimes it's I'm really happy for my friend as long as they don't do as well as me. Hundred percent, right? And that's a lot of the yeah. that's a lot of the the motivation sometimes. Yeah. And what's funny when we're talking to Charlie about it is when he says, you know, you're his friend, I'm his friend, and whatever. I'm not saying I'm not his friend, but yeah. it's more of like a mentor. You're his yeah. dad. Yeah. When we're talking about the friends, yeah. it's actually your friends, yeah. like your kids around your age that you're growing up with, and. And when you're in grade school and high school, it's not as a parent because nothing really serious has happened yet yeah. where you really need a friend yeah. or you really need someone to be there for you, yeah. right? And those people like your your dad and, and those mentors that you have, if you're lucky enough to have them, they'll be there. But when you're talking strictly about who your friends are, yeah. it's tough to say because I could think about the guys in his circle right now yeah. and I don't know. Yeah. which ones are actual friends. And yeah. what, there's a lot that seem like friends, but yeah. uh, who knows, right? And that's yeah. the difference. So when you have something like that happen to one of your buddies and you can genuinely be happy for them yeah. and not coming from a place of jealousy first or or envy first, where it's like, yes, yeah. like he deserves to do well because he's been working hard or he's been yeah. doing the things he needs to do. Yeah. That That's what you want in a friend, someone who's genuinely happy and wants the best for you. Yeah. Right? Well, I had a conversation with him and his best bud two, three weeks ago. I'm going to get to that, but I'm going to address this first because it actually yep. ties in. Yep. So one of the, one of the um, uh, Eric, the scientist here, was uh, pulled up some comments. I don't go to, on their social media whatsoever, except I'll get the odd, I just look at the posts once in a while, but I don't read anything. Yeah, that's Eric, all me. Sorry, Eric, to, sorry to disappoint. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm not a fan of social media, but of course this is how we communicate, so I should just shut my pie hole. But uh, I do not do any of that stuff. Like I, I, me and Eric provide the contact. And Eric does all the stuff and responds. Of course, he does. Hey, hey, Andy, how do you? What do you think of this comment or whatever? Once in a while, uh, Eric's a very smart person to trust him with my life, so it's I, I don't need to say much about that. Uh, but anyways, he asked me one day. He goes, Hey, how do you want me to address this? Um, so. 
one of our uh what do you call them what do you call it a viewer um yeah a viewer is that a viewer yeah. or uh one of our viewers customer well, no. whatever it doesn't matter one of our friends yeah follower that's what everybody calls each other now friends yeah. um sent a, a, a really nice uh e- text or comment to us and said that they, he really enjoys our uh, podcasts and you know there's a lot of good stuff in there he had a question though he said uh i just i'm not really clear about the school dance can you just maybe clarify yeah that? so so in one of our past episodes i don't remember how detailed we got into it but in passing we kind of made reference to yeah if you're if you're trying to you're going to need to make sacrifices basically was what we're getting at yeah and one of the things that kids are getting into when they get into high school and, and all that is the like the friday night dances and that was just kind of like our metaphor yeah. for social life basically yeah. so this person was asking specifically about the the dance and the dance is a, a good example because it's where a lot of the well, it's just really emblematic of what it what it means to be yeah. social. In and he high basically school. said, like, I, I, like, what what do you see wrong with going? To a yeah, dance? what's wrong with going yeah. to a dance? Yeah. So his yeah, that's his question was, yeah, what's wrong with going to a dance? And they were basically what they were pointing at. They asked specifically about the dance thing, but they were more getting at, isn't it better to have a more balanced approach where you do hang out with people and be social yeah. and you have relationships with your friends and you do things other than just talking. Yeah. That's okay. what they That's, were getting at. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, so I wanted to be clear cause we probably say a lot of things that you probably go at eh, eh, eh. And that's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, it's just our point of view. But, uh, so I wanted to just say something about the dance. So yeah, like you said, it's just a thing, just a thing. And I use that as an example, but I actually don't uh, have a, I made a conscious decision when my son first asked me, I said, no, you're not going to a dance. So you, someone might say, well, that's a little bit crazy. Well, here's here's what I think about that and take it for what it's worth. I just look at it because my son chose to play hockey. So what we do as parents, even when he was in Pee Wee and Bantam before he got real serious, is that we're paying a lot of money for hockey and, and uh, um, you chose to do that. So it's, it's our investment too. So you're going to take it somewhat serious. And you told me that you want to get to a certain level. So you're going to learn how to make sacrifices and whatever. So is going to a dance well first we start off with social media we eliminated all social media we like li- just a little bit we just put a little bit in there to make sure he wasn't going to be an idiot and, and hooked on it so he's done a good job with that um so the dance is one of those things it's like a friday night dance the, how i look at this here eric and people and you don't have to agree with me is that i looked at my son like life gets leaky and it gets leaky fast and i said to him like you like I'm, I'm a firm firm believer of who you hang out with and of course you're going to go hang out with these people at school and stuff but i look like it's like staying up late if you stay up at, at 10 o'clock 11 o'clock at night when you're 13 14 15 years old 12 o'clock one o'clock nothing good happens nothing good there's there's no good habits that you're creating there so don't have that habit and i was just trying to make him aware that there's going to be all these things out there that you're going to get tempted to do all the time. One's a school dance. It's and it's not a big deal. You go out there, but that's I can tell you this for a fact. There's a great greater risk of having booze, alcohol, drugs, and all the other stuff at a school dance than there is sitting at home with his three buds. So surrounding him with his with the with the like-minded people and getting him to understand that more and more is important because uh, that's just like one aspect of it. Yep. So it's just like, it's, so it gets leaky. And the, the thing is, this is like, it's like the social media. Once you give him, your kids, the one social media and you say, well, you can use it for an hour a day. Guess what? <laughs> it's not an hour a day and they've got, they're all over the place and it's uncontrollable. So it was just me being a parent and, and just showing him, you have to pick your spots on when you, when you want to have um, freedom. And it's just even like golf, right? He golfs, he loves to golf. 
so but that gets that gets carried away too. He wants to golf every day. Well, you can't. You can't golf every day. Like these are disciplines that you have to impose on yourself, and um, and and it is what it is. So I'm not uh, questioning anyone's parenting if they let someone go to a school dance or stay up till twelve or give them Instagram. Like it, that's none of my business, and it's all good. Just from my aspect, being through this, if you tell me that you're serious about something, then we're going to be serious about it. And um, because I I can see how fast things get leaky. Yep. So having said all that, we were coming off the ice one day with his best friend, and. He was, I think I said this on a podcast recently that they got a, a pictures from someone that was at a party the night before and they were just hammered, <laughs> right? 15, 16, of course, yeah. right? I'm an idiot if I think that's not happening. Mm. But this is what I'm saying. Like, I can't let my son get leaky. It's my responsibility to be a good dad, period, right? I own my life and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to guide him the best I can. So as we were talking about that, they said, I, I think I could say no. I said, yeah, you think you can and you probably could, but... Why put yourself in that situation? Because I get in situations where I have social events and it's like, I don't really want to because I take my business and my what I do very seriously, my training. So when I put myself in situations like that, you, 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 like I said, your life gets a little leaky. You have a couple beers, a, a, a bad meal, whatever it is. And is it the end of the world? No, but if I can control it, I will. Anyhow, as we we're talking in the backseat, they said that they wouldn't drink and all that stuff. So I said, okay, okay, here's the question. I asked his best bud, Jerv, whatever. <laughs> Hey, Jerv, so do you have any beers at all? And he looked, you know, I go, yeah, I'm not really that interested because I haven't been really interested in any. And uh, I said, he goes, I had one with my dad, me and Charlie with my dad at the cottage. And I said, okay, right. So I, I, I ran over to his house and I punched his dad right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm like, okay, let's, whatever. And then I said, Charlie, what about you? Cause he's pretty straightforward yeah. with me and I know where they are all the time. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. not like a shock if, yeah, yeah. if, you know, if, 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 if I know where he is all the time and yeah. he, I pick him up and stuff. So it's like not, and his friends anyways. So he says, ah, I just, I had a little buzz on once I was at my sister's house and they gave me a couple of beers. So that I, I wasn't happy about that. Right. Um, so I looked at him, I'm like, whatever. So I said, well, here's the real, here's the reality of it guys. He said, if, if you're hanging out with the guys outside of your hockey group, the guys that have your back, Guys that don't have a purpose the next day. I said, like the guys that gave you a call last night, those are the guys that, yeah, of course they're going to drink. What are they going to get up for tomorrow? They don't have to perform at a, at a, there's no one judging them on the ice or whatever. There's not a performance. So if they do that tonight and tomorrow, consequence is really nothing. So you guys have a consequence and it's important. So if it's important, this is, you got to stay away. But I said, but having said all that, said, if you guys were to choose, if you went to a party and got hammered and I picked you up, I wouldn't be happy. And you know that, you know that. But if you two were at the cottage or if we were, mom and I were gone for a night and you snuck into the fridge and you went and started sucking, and I'm not promoting it, I'm just saying, there's a purpose I'm saying this, started sucking back beers and we come home and there's eight beer bottles on the on the ground and you guys are like, ah, <laughs> you know, hammered. I'd actually, wouldn't be happy but I'd say at least you did it together because I know you have his back. He's got your back. You're in the right yeah. environment of people and there's not the outside influence and you you did it together. You got, you know, you caused some yeah. shit together right. and you guys would have each other's back. So no, don't drink. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I would say, but that would be, I'd be, I'd, I'd kind of get a chuckle out of that. Not really well, a chuckle, but I would be, well, what's okay. the word? Well, it's, but no, but this is, it's real life though. Like we're talking about real life. Like we could yeah. be, we want to talk, pretend and act like right. kids aren't going to do this crap. Like they right. do. So we're just, this isn't the pretend show. Like if you're yeah. looking for pretend show, that's not right. what this is. But 
going I, I really like how you phrase that though how life gets leaky and yeah. I'm assuming assuming what you mean by leaky is things can get away from you quick kind of thing if 100%. You, let, you, you let a little bit in yeah it's really easy to let more in especially yeah. when you're a kid and you have these pressures around you all the time yeah. so that that's the first thing and the second thing when you're talking about well let's do this first when you're going into these social situations it's not just you that you have to worry about and that's what the, that's the main problem, right? Yeah. So when we're talking about this with, when, with people and with this person that asked this question, the main issue when you go into these social environments is the people that are there, you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. There's too many people, yeah. right? There's too, and they're not all aligned. If you went to like a hockey party where it's all kids that play AAA hockey, that's a different environment. But when you go to school, a school dance or something where there's kids from all over the spectrum and there's a thousand kids in there, you don't know who's doing what. So even yeah. if you think you're good and you're going to make good decisions, yeah. you don't know how someone else's actions are going to affect you yeah. in that environment. Yeah. And that's kind of more the danger. Assuming your kid is someone who has his head on straight, which there's no real way they can be when they're 14 or 15. Right. They're trying to figure it out and you don't know yeah. what decision they're going to make. But even if you have the best kid ever that just always makes good decisions, they have other people to worry about in those environments. And if it's yeah. like you said, not someone who has their back yeah. or is looking out for them or yeah. whatever, then they can run into these problems yeah. in, in those, in those environments. So that's more what the issue is with the school dance thing. And the other part of it that I wanted to address with, with a person was talking about balance, like having balance mm -hmm. in your life. And what exactly do you mean by balance? Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're not carving you up at all, but we're just, no, no, we're just, we're just discussing. Right. So, so, when you're talking about balance, what I assume this person meant, which they kind of described a little bit, is they want to gain relationships, learn how to be social, learn how yep. to be a part of a group and yep. do all those things. That's what they kind of said in their response or when they were asking the question. And you don't need to go to a school dance type right. situation to get that. Right. Especially if you're someone who's a hockey player where yeah. there's going to be all kinds of social stuff. Yeah. You're going to go to your fundraisers. You're going to go to your banquets. You're going to go to, yeah, you're going to do more hockey geared social things. Yeah. And we're already hyper socialized anyways, because we've yeah. been a part of a team since we were seven. Yeah. Right. So the, the, the balance part of it, I'm not sure that that is necessary. Maybe there's something to be said. This is just my opinion, obviously, but maybe there's something to be said. Like we, I touched on when we brought it up the first time and going and figure out how, we, how to be in those awkward situations where maybe you have to talk to a girl for the first time and that's weird. Or like it's guys and girls all hanging out in the same area. And maybe you guys have never done that before and trying to navigate that. Maybe there's something to be said for that. And that's something. I am, but I think it happens anyways. Like that, I think, I think, I think we at. downplay, like I, I think, uh, because the dance is the big thing, I think kids put pressure on their parents. And I think that's the thing to be aware of is just, just, you know, talk to your kids just like you would. Because if we were, if, if it was you and me, we would have a, like father, son, whatever, we'd have a conversation about it. Right. It would, it would have to make sense. And it, it, either way, like it's not a big deal either way. Yeah. But I just look at it like, you know, if you surround yourself with the right, you know, you got to know what you want, surround yourself in that environment. As soon as you get out of it, it, it gets weird. And sometimes yeah. you learn from it and it's all good. Sometimes yeah. you need to go to the dance to say, well, that was kind of a waste of time. But yeah. most, more often than not, people be, it's like I said, it gets leaky. So you do, people don't smoke cigarettes. Like when they're 50 years old, they don't start off taking a cigarette saying, I, I, I'm going to smoke. That's it. I'm going to be a smoker. What it typically yeah. happens yeah. is they go to a party and they're trying to be cool and someone has a smoke or they have a curiosity, it's there and they, and they light a dart up and they start smoking and they hate it. But because you did it once, you're probably going to do it twice. 
Are you more it, willing. It, yeah. More willing to do it twice, three times, and then it's a life skill. And uh, yeah, anyway, so yeah, yeah, balance is funny. I, I was just thinking about different things I was thrown in here for, for talking today, and it's like now that weed is a legal substance in Canada. Is that is it considered legal? Yeah, more or less. That's yeah, legal. Um, and I don't know all the details. It's really funny, right? Because I made a decision a long time ago. I'm not touching drugs. I didn't. I never touched drugs. And leads weed is free now. And hey, guys, I am not uh, sitting here saying I t- I don't I don't do drugs. I'm cool. I'm smart. I'm better. I, that's not what I'm saying. Because I I love my beer. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just a choice I made a long time ago. It's funny though. People, because it's legal, they, people like express it to me like, yeah, but it's legal. That doesn't mean that I want to smoke drugs. Like yeah. it's, it's a funny thing. Yeah. It's just a funny thing. And it's like a hill that I've, uh, it's a hill that I've, uh, I've died on. I just won't do it. Yeah. It, well, we were talking about this the other day too, which was interesting is because it's the social impact of, of what people say is legal and not is it's really funny eh? because you think, talk about alcohol which is arguably far worse. I agree a thousand percent. Arguably far worse. Yeah. But in socially, but yeah, but socially, yeah, you don't think of it in the same way right. as these other, as these other substances. Right. Mm-hmm. And what, what's funny is when you're, when you are kids and you get into these social, cause I remember I was just there, right. <laughs> I was just there. It's just 10 years ago. Not even. Yeah. Right. And all this stuff is around and the temptation is the same. So whether you're talking about one or the other, it's just more there <laughs> when you're yeah. in these situations. You're just yeah. more in the environment where something like that is going to crack the armor. Yeah. You know, you put how many times the hammer is going to hit you. If you let it hit you more times, the chances of it cracking are higher. That's yeah. it. Right. And so if you keep putting yourself in these situations where these things are around and you have to keep exercising, maybe and, and maybe you have no desire, like maybe you have no desire to do it and that's fine. But you're you are just like keep putting yourself in that environment where it's possible yeah. that you somebody not even just not even you just somebody makes a mistake yeah. and something happens that yeah. can affect especially now with with social media and people take one picture people take one send one stupid text and everyone has it forever it's never going away. That's a stress the kids have that I didn't have. Well, and and these wow. are the things and I was I said this too when I was answering that question I keep going back to it but the. The pr- the problem, especially, is that the kids are judged so young, mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do about that. Whether it's right, good or bad, right or wrong, there's nothing you can do. That's the way the game is. That's the way a lot of sports are. If you're not the best in your little cohort, your team, your division, your league, at a certain age, which is young, you're you lose. You can't. You're not going to come back. They're yeah. judging you young, yeah. and that is just the fortunate or unfortunate reality. So if yeah. you want to play around for the first when you're 13 14 15 16 because you think you need to have this social balance to go in these things that's fine but you just need to understand what the implications of that are and people are people are going to judge you people are going to know and that's just the reality that's just what you're gonna have to deal with yeah well dalton said it best to charlie right he said uh do the things that aren't cool because later on it'll be the coolest thing ever that you did they're cool yeah Yeah. that's funny funny. yeah dalton left us another one uh, months ago, he wrote it on the board after I wrote something. Uh, I, I love this. Uh, weakness equals humility. Humility equals strength, and strength equals confidence. So, an example. We're going to throw a couple examples out. Is uh, let's so for a general 
general population of people. It could be, I'm going to use fitness, for example. Maybe go into a gym. I don't need my glasses anymore. <laughs> um, could be a mom, a dad, someone that's over, out of weight, ha- overweight, haven't been in the gym for a while. Okay, so we'll use that. So you're going to the gym for the first time. So let's just say you know that you need to get back in shape or you want to try to. And you're going to go to a gym. And maybe it's not even that, but let's just say it's a gym. So when you walk in there, you're going to realize that you're either weak some in one way or the other. Uh, physically, if you haven't lifted weights before, or even if you're on a cardio machine, you're probably, your cardio muscles aren't up to snuff. So there's, um, you have a weakness and it could be mentally weak. Like, I don't know if I fit in here. I don't know if I belong here. I don't I, I want to leave. Mm-hmm. Right. So what weakness brings is humility, right? So humility, just simply meaning that, okay, I, I'm not good at this. Right. So, but by working your way, recognize your humility and doing the thing, it gives you actual strength. So whether we're talking in the gym right now, so by doing, uh, well, it gives you strength in a couple of different ways. It gives you mental strength. It gives you like some pride and it gives you, you know, you're going to actually physically get stronger. And then as you get stronger in all those different areas, you become a little bit more confident that I can do something. I did do something and all that kind of stuff. And I really like that because it's actually a friggin' loop. That just never, That's ever, right. ever, ever yeah. ends. And, you know, we could say that as a hockey player, right? Is is uh, at some point, you're going to be the weak guy. and Or it could be a skill. Like, let's just take a hockey skill. You're really good, but you have a skill that is weak. And once you recognize and, and, and um, um, yeah, just recognize that you are have a weakness, then it humbles you to say to make a decision. It humbles you to say, okay, I have a choice to make. I can make myself better or I can stay here and have a pity party and make a bunch of excuses. So by working on that, being humble enough to work on that skill actually strengthens that skill. Mm-hmm. It strengthens the uh, the brain muscle, the co- the confidence, all these different things, and it just makes you strong, which leads to confidence once again. And you can do that in every little aspect of your life. And I, life, and I think that's just such a great loop yeah. to be in, to understand that, recognize weakness, recognize humility yeah and the thing about that is to let yourself get into the loop there's a barrier to entry on that and all the everything you just said is it's all predicated on being honest with yourself Mm -hmm. because the step one that you just said is weakness yeah and weakness doesn't necessarily go to humility weakness could take the left turn and go to excuses yes and then you never let yourself get into the feedback loop so if you can go from if you are honest enough to let yourself go from weakness to humility then you can start to make the improvements and then you go from the humility to the strength then you get the confidence from having that strength and then you can keep in that loop like you're talking about but if you're not honest with yourself then you lose you don't get to get into that loop and it's funny because now fitness is a good example especially for me because I was pro- arguably more successful with fitness than hockey at, to mm-hmm. some degree. Sure. And you can't really go back, which is nice. Like you, you once you hit a certain level and you start yeah. to hit the loop again and you start yeah. to hit the loop again and you, yeah. you loop so many times yeah. that it is harder to go back than to keep going forward. And that's what's nice. You get so much momentum yes. from being in that. Yeah. That loop. Your habit loop. is to be in the loop. Yeah. That's the habit. Because it feels so good. It feels so good. It feels so good to overcome an obstacle. Exactly. Succeed it, conquer it, become better. You go, okay, I can do this over yeah. and over. And it's like, once you understand the loop, then it's not, then the, the it's, you almost want to embrace being weak. Well, that, and that's the next thing I was going to say is because. Sorry for cutting you off. <laughs> no, no, you said it better than I was going to say it. Oh. But if you, 
you do that then because you've done it so many times where you've went from weakness to humility to strength you've done it so many times that you're not so discouraged when you hit the next weakness because you know oh okay this is just another part of of the process process. and that was one of the things that to be honest school taught me because the whole major was just solving problems Mm -hmm. that every time and you've seen me do this with a, a whole bunch of different areas where something comes up and it's like okay let's just tear that apart to figure out where the the, the actual weakness is in what, why we can't get past this. So let's just honestly talk about why is this not working? And then you build from there. And then it's like, okay, now I know how to do that. Now this is a strength. As soon as when I get this problem again, next time, it's not a problem anymore. That's right. I figured it out. And I have that in my head. Very, very hard for me to be discouraged about a problem now yeah. because most of the problems that I, I face or I'm, that I'm going to face, someone else has probably faced especially now with the internet. Yeah. So the answer is probably somewhere Yeah, and you can go find it. Yeah. So, and that's the nice thing about that. You get yeah. into that positive feedback loop, but let yourself get in, yeah. which is, you have to be honest with yourself to do that. Right. Yeah. Was, I really like that too. It's yeah. nice. It's, uh, it's funny. Uh, so I, I've made a con- <laughs> lights again. Come on guys. Hello. Is this for real? I always make you do the walking. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's freaking cold up here, man. Yeah, it's cold in here. Um, I, I and I made a conscious decision uh, well back that, um, like I, I said in the podcast before, that the mechanical stuff I'm not good at, and I just usually just, eh. and it's stupid. So I've been actually instead of just calling the plumber or whatever, I actually think about it and say, what can I do and research? And I start doing things. So I've been doing things at home and it's actually, my wife was so happy yesterday because I fixed the faucet. Yeah. <laughs> and it was simple, but like yeah. that loop, I'm weak. I don't know what to do. I went and looked at it. I kind of, okay, let's give it a shot. Did the thing. And I'm like, I think I'm getting this thing. I got it, fixed it, put it back together. Wow. Yeah. Kind of cool. I can do that again. I could yeah. do something else, maybe a little more complicated because you get used to it. It was kind of cool. Well, and, and you might run into something where you actually can't figure it out, but then yeah. th- your last line of defense uh, yeah. is like, Try. let's go, let's yeah. go find help if I need to. Yeah. But even stupid things like, you know, how many little car repairs I've done to my car. Yeah. You know how much money that saved me? Yeah. Just go u- look on YouTube, mm-hmm. exact model of the car, yeah. exact same yeah. problem. Like somebody's fixing it and then you can just do it. And it might not be as graceful as the person in the video the first time. But now you know how to do it. Yeah. And then you can just You're keep. better. Yeah. So now I would never say, because before, like a few years ago, I would say stuff like, I just, I don't know cars. I don't know anything about cars. That's what I, I don't, and I still don't know much about cars, but for little things around the edges, yeah. like I can, I can fix them for just sure. like, it's not difficult. You right. just need to know what the steps are. Yeah. Right. So it's a cool, it's a, it's a cool thing. You can get yourself into that loop. Yeah. It's a great loop to be in, man. Yeah. It really is. It's, uh, so we were, I've got a book coming in today and it was recommended by, uh, well, when we were working out on Saturday, Eric Wellwood was, uh, so Eric, in case you don't know, coaches the Flint Firebirds in the OHL, played for Philadelphia Flyers. Um, he reads a lot. It's funny. Our whole group, everyone's reading. Yeah, we, that's actually that funny. Success leaves clues. <laughs> success leaves clues. That's all I can say. If you so this kind of actually was part of what our conversation is like. I looked at him and said, "It's a, it's." We talked about a couple of books we were reading. So number one, you have something to talk about outside of the hockey game, the event, the party, right? You have more things. It's stimulating. So I said, "Isn't it funny, Eric?" I said, "Look at Dalton, Eric, you, me. We're all readers. We all have, you know, and and we're the type of people that people like to be around." He goes, I know it's funny. And he goes, I just don't understand why people wouldn't read. And, you know, all, we went through that rabbit hole a little bit. And I said, yeah, it's it's interesting. 
It's interesting. Anyways, he was he was talking about a book that he was reading. It's called Hillbilly Elegy. I didn't know what elegy means, but anyways, it's coming in today. I can't wait to start reading it. So I'm like, what's, what's, tell me about it. He goes, oh, it's really neat. I thought it was a business book. It's kind of like psychology as well. But basically, I don't even, I haven't read the book, but this is the idea of it. It's uh, basically the hillbillies or middle class and how they never, how sometimes they can never get out. And when they do, they just have super success. They can oh. never get out of being a hillbilly, you mean? Yeah, but like, think about it. Like being, being like, is it like Hillbilly a lower, like or, lower middle class yeah. type of deal? Yeah, that's what and it was. It's really hard to. to get out of that. Hard to yeah. get out of like the lower middle class. So we, because there's a lot of times people talk about other ethnic groups, and it's like, okay, we understand it, the ghettos and stuff like that. But what about this one? What about just middle class? And I said it was kind of like the zero to one concept where you just can't get to one to move on and move on. So it was like the psychology of like maybe you have. Uh, I'll give two examples. Like maybe you have, and I haven't read the book, but I'm just using this as an example. He said, yeah, you got it. Maybe you grew up in a house where, you know, it's, uh, let's say you're a hockey player and it's, uh, you score three goals and you think you did good and your dad's like, you should have had five. And every time you do that, it's like, okay, I'm never good enough. Maybe that's the the idea of it. Like, so when they go maybe to do a business or they go to actually get to a level of hockey in their back of their mind, that self esteem or that what's been told to them that that the recording that they've heard all the time is that you're not good enough you're not good enough so when they maybe go to their big camp or have their big chance they're just in their mind self-sabotaging themselves because that's the the voice they've heard the whole time mm-hmm. just as an example vice versa because we because it's a it's a thing that a lot of people don't think of is maybe like it's the it's the kid that grew up with a silver spoon and had everything handed to him maybe when the adversity comes, he just doesn't know how to handle it because his dad is, or his parents has always just bought their way or, you know, patted their ass with everything and don't let them do the suffering. So when things actually get tough, maybe that's a reason. So anyways, that's the the thing of the book or the book or the, w- the idea we we're talking about, which led us to another conversation, which I said to Eric, I said, I don't know about you, but for me, it's amazing. This question is amazing. People... I said, Eric, how many people do you think over the last 20, 21 years, 22 years have come up to me and said, coach, what do you think I need to work on? And he goes, oh, I'd say zero because <laughs> he does it for his life as a coach. And I go, it's not zero, it's two. And they happen to be in the exact same, on the same team. So my son, it's by default almost, he just, he'll ask me you know, he'll ask me a question so we can work on it so that I don't really count him. So I'm going to say one. Come on, lights. <laughs> Need to be more animated maybe, maybe when we have talk. to turn him up. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we've got to move. Um, so it's, it's Jerv, the kid we were talking about yeah. earlier. Every single session since I've trained him, he skates up to me near the end of the, at the end of the session. He goes, hey, coach, uh, I give him a topical good job today. And he goes, yeah, what, what do I need to work on? Every single time. That's funny, actually. He does that with me in the gym too. Yep. He always comes up. Did I do that right? Was that okay? Did I, am I going low enough? Am I always? Yep. And which is so, as a coach, you, it's great for me because it keeps me sharp. Because it's it's like okay, this you know I I need to be sharp because this kid's going to ask me because I don't want to lie to him. And uh, from the other side of the coin is like I want to help that kid. We've said this a million times. Yeah. So I was asking Eric. So Eric was saying the same thing about coaching. He goes, it's and it answered a question. Like, cause we sat down and we, you know, chew the fat in our, in the office talking about like, why are coaches like, like, I don't understand. You get to junior level and pro level and it's like, it's like abrupt. It's like, there's no 
teaching. It's like they don't listen. They don't. They, it's just do this, shut up, and they don't have patience. And I, I kind of said that to Eric. I said maybe that's why, because I'd, after a period of time, I think people. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think people go into things with the right intention. Saying I want to coach to help people get better, help them, whatever. And I could say this as a business person, it gets frustrating when you actually are doing the job extremely like to the utmost, like tying all the loose ends and making sure all the details are there to see uh, someone walk away and go, go somewhere else because, and they don't listen to you, the advice that you give you, that you give them. So as a coach, when, 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 if I'm sitting down with you and I, I start picking at your game and start coaching you through it, if you don't listen, I think it just, I don't know. I don't want to coach you. I yeah. just just do it, okay? Just shut up and do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's where totally. it comes from after a while. Well, okay, I'm going to circle back a little yeah. and then come back to where you're talking about because I think it all kind of links up. We were first talking about the book and, and reading and one of the... Th- I had an f- interesting conversation with my girlfriend the other day. She was, And I mentioned this to you, actually. She was talking about going and hanging out with her friends and how there's there's just not a lot to talk about. Right. There's just not a lot to talk about. And that's one of the benefits that you're going to get from reading is that... You'll, you're going to start to get a little bit more introspective. You're going to start to think about what you think about things. And this is how you start to build that skill of critical thinking yeah. so that when you're sitting in a, in a room with somebody, you can talk about more than just the one thing you have in common. So with this group of friends, it's your school friends, right? And they talk about school. Okay, when that's done, now what? And they haven't from just, this is just from secondhand from what she has taught, told me. They don't have, uh, they don't spend a lot of time alone. They don't spend a lot of time thinking about things and trying to dissect things and yeah. really digging into what they think. So it makes it have hard, hard to have conversations. And in doing that, you're not developing that ability to critically think, which is a key to be able, being able to ask a good question. Like yes. you're talking about with these guys that come up to you and ask you, hey, what do I need to work on? So that's the first thing. That's why it's important that you are, developing that especially when you're young because then you can't you and and it's not even that they're trying to not ask questions they just don't know they just aren't aware that oh i should be asking this person something right Right. so i'm gonna i'm gonna get back to your main point but then you you mentioned the zero to one thing and i don't think we've ever actually explained that concept so i kind of want to explain it a little bit more sure so when we say this book is called zero to one by peter Thiel, and the premise of the book is basically the hardest step that you're going to take is going from having nothing to kind of like getting your first win. Yeah. That's in, in, in that general. book, it's about creating a whole new world, like a whole new business, but in, in normal terms, yes, right. that's what it means. So, so applying it to just like your general life, going from, yeah. from having nothing to getting your first thing or making the, the first win in whatever it is you're working at. That's yeah. like kind of the metaphor that you can pull out of that for everything else. And whether that is something that's fitness or, or, developing as a hockey player or if you are someone like you mentioned you're a lower middle class and you can't get out this is that where that concept comes in you're at zero how do i get to one how do you make your first dollar in business how do you make your first sale how do you get your first win how do you get your first goal like these are because once you get that you have one now and it's never as hard as getting the first one and i talk about this in fitness all the time with there's nothing as there's nothing ever as bad in fitness as the first let's say two weeks where you're really sore every time or uh, it's tough to go because it's a new habit. So you're not, you're not used to that. Your brain doesn't like that. But after you get through that first little bit and you get to one, you got, you got to one now, now you start to have, you can build momentum off of one. You can't build momentum off of zero, right? You multiply anything by zero, it's zero. You get to one. Now you can start to build. 
right? Yep. And and that's the that's the important principle from that. That's why we mentioned that a lot because it's an important concept for a lot of these kids. Now getting to your, what your point was, a lot of these kids are coming in at zero. They're coming in at zero. They don't have, and this is how I was when I was a kid. I don't, I didn't have a resource. I didn't yeah. have someone that could push me past a certain level or get me a, a, a immediate connection or put me in a good atmosphere that would give me what I needed to get. I was starting from nothing. I had no resources. And how do I get to one? And something no one ever really told me and just making the connection to that is you have these people like you're talking about on the ice, like, oh, maybe I should go ask my coach. There's someone that might help me get to one. There's someone who might help me take that next step to get better or or whoever it is, whether if it's a, a fitness thing, if it's a hockey thing, if it's a business thing, like go to your boss and say, hey, like, is there anything else that I could do? Like, how, do you, how are you thinking I'm, I'm performing so far? Is there something more I could do for you? Whatever. This is how you... Come on, man. Tough, eh? Yeah, this is a tough day. Is it something to do with the light switch? I don't know. I'll sing to everybody while you're gone. <laughs> there, that might help if we turn the lights on. <laughs> it's like, turn the power on? I don't know. But anyway, so that's, that's, that's all I wanted to say about that is yeah. people, they don't really know or understand, especially when they're young, cause no one really tells them to yeah. use your resources. Yeah. Just use what's around you because it could be the boost that you need. And the last story, and I'll, I'll throw it back to you. Yeah. I, I told you this the other day, we were sitting in the office talking with, uh, I don't know if Charlie was there that day actually, but a couple of his other buddies were in there after a workout. Oh no, Char- Charlie was there and they were talking about summer jobs. Yeah. And they were I was talking about, about yeah, they we were, were talking about this. They were talking about uh, this. They're 15, 16, so a common thing now is in the summer, get a job, do something. And they're talking about, you know, maybe I'll go work at Home Depot or maybe I'll go yeah. work at whatever. And I'm sitting at the desk yeah. and I'm like, hello? Like, nobody, you guys want to work at PowerTech? Like, <laughs> you yeah. guys, you're not going to ask? It's amazing. You're yeah. not going to ask. Yeah. And so I brought it up to them. Yeah. I said, well, like, don't any of you guys want to work here? And they were just like, oh. Like we could work here, I said. Yep, but I started working when I was your age. You're older than you guys. That's when I started working here. Yeah. They're like, oh, like, well, what, what would we do? Like, what? it's like, well, like, get a res. I'm gonna like do a resume just to make you make a resume. Oh, 100. I was so happy. Come in, you did like, that. we'll do, we'll, we'll have like a legit interview. We'll actually talk about it and whatever. I'm not just gonna hire you because yeah. you work out here. Yeah. Because I actually, at the end of the day, it is a business, and yeah. I need you guys to do a good job. Yeah. But yeah. What, like you I didn't know. think like you didn't even think no, to ask the question. I know. And I've said this to you before. All the years that I've worked, there's, there's only been a handful of people that actually asked. Yeah. And a couple of them that asked, I'm like, uh, not you. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, but there's only been a, a few people that have ever asked. Yeah. I, it's a, it blows my mind and, and it's the best job in the world. Yeah. And, and I don't know what, what the source of that is. I don't know if it maybe is in my opinion, because I was always somebody who asked questions and yeah. I don't know if it was, I just naturally had a curiosity about things or what, but if going back to what you're saying about reading, that's something, if you don't have that skill to, if you're, if you're sitting in a room and you can't have a conversation with whoever it is for an extended period of time, you need more to pull from. So start to try to develop that ability to think about things because then you'll it's just going to trans transfer into whatever else you're doing whether yeah. it's training whether it's hockey yeah. whether if you read something you'll huh what do i think about that yeah and then you have to figure out what you think about it so now that yeah. skill of thinking about what just happened yeah. you'll be able to do that when you go take a shot and it comes off the toe weird yeah. and you're like oh what happened there yeah what i do yeah. and if you can't figure it out then you'll be like hey uh can, coach andy can you watch me take this shot because i don't know what i'm doing yeah. I, i'm not i can't figure out why yeah. i'm not getting it off properly and that's how you can start to 
And it's, that's so funny because it's not something you would think, especially as a kid, you think reading is going to get you, make you better at analyzing yourself as a hockey player, but it's something that it, fe- it can feed, right? Oh, it so. has to, man. It's, it's, uh, it, Eric and I were talking about that the other day too, the other Eric. Yeah. Because if it was, it was you, me. you would know right, that yeah. I was talking about yeah. you. You're right there. It's a you <laughs> and I. <laughs> uh, we were saying the same thing. And I said, there isn't, I said, podcasts are good. They are. But I said, there's something about reading. Because it's a different discipline. You can't read and watch TV at the same time. It doesn't work. Yeah. You can podcast and cook at the same. Like you, you know, it's a, the, the different type of focus, and it's just so it's such a good mental um, exercise yeah, just to read. Let, I want to jump in on mm-hmm. that again because the podcast thing is funny because anytime and maybe you do the same thing. I think I, li- I listen to more podcasts than I do read because I don't I don't uh, I don't have a lot of sit down time to read. Yeah. So the only time I read is before I go to bed, but during yeah. the day I'm pumping podcasts yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. And if it's something that I'm really interested in that I want to learn, I have to make sure I'm not yeah. doing anything else. Yeah. Otherwise I can't, I can't process the information the same yeah. way I do when I read. Yeah. Because when you read, like you just said, you have to focus on just that. Yeah. You can't do something else. Yeah. Oh, it's, 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 the, it's just a habit, man. It's a habit that I don't care. Well, and I'm going to say something. I don't have to, because I love, this is one thing I loved about you, or that conversation, is there's a lot of people that just don't have time to read. I call bullshit, and you call bullshit, because it's, it's we're not saying you have to read a book a night. What we're saying is, like, you think about it, if you read a page a day, it's it adds up, man. Yeah. It adds up. And and Eric would say to you that you have time if you you don't say you don't have time say I'm not willing to make time yeah and I, I I love that yeah I love that because it's true well it's a hundred percent true you have time for what you make time for yes you yes, can have you can have time for whatever you want if you and my, my, it is one of my biggest pet peeves and I actually remember in the office a few weeks ago I almost yeah. said yeah yeah you did and I stopped myself yeah. and corrected it yeah because I don't I won't say it. I won't say that because I will have time for whatever I choose. You're to have calling time for. it for what it is. That is what it is. I won't make time for that. I don't. And have I, t- I I will take that because it's a straight up honest. I just won't have time. I don't have time. I won't put time aside to do that. Right. Not that you can't. Well, You're just doing. And something people else. say this stuff to me all the time. They'll be like, "Hey, like you got to watch this show." And I'll say yeah. it all the time. Like I probably won't watch it, right. but you so just explain it to me because I probably yeah. won't watch it. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to set aside an hour and a half of my day to watch it. Yeah. So that's just honest. I'm not saying yeah. I don't have time to watch it because I could go watch it, yeah. but I just don't want to yeah. make time for that. Yeah. And people say that all the time. I don't have time to work out. Yes, you do. Oh yeah. It's like show me your day. Show yeah. me your day, and yeah. then we'll talk about whether or not you have time for it, right? Yeah. And it's just a, it's a, it's another honesty thing. I love, I love that. Thing. And this is what I, lo- that's what I love about it. It's, it's the honesty thing, and this is what Eric and I were talking about too. Uh, the other Eric, other Eric. <laughs> not you. Again, you would know if it was you because you would have recognized <laughs> the conversation. Is when you say that, just th- that conversation. You, you don't have time. You do have time. You're, you're telling. You're, you're giving the truth, and the truth hurts. The problem with, like, again, rarely people have ever asked me, what do I do to get better? What do I need to do to get better? What is my weakness? What is this? Because I guess it must hurt your feelings to hear the truth that you need to be better at something. But if I just tell you, and you just, I think you did it to me the other day. I'm going to look. I wrote it down somewhere. Yeah, you did on on two occasions. Um, if, If you just buy people's excuses then they never get better so why would i want to hang out with someone like that but you have to be willing to hear the truth because it's the only way you get better like i think people are so used to having people um say that, that you know that's that's good enough well, at least you tried 
because it's you know that's not what good people do. So when I was talking to you about, and I, I think we talked about as we spoke about this, uh, was when I was telling you about uh, I think ah my my fifty year old metabolism. This is what I would have liked. This is honestly what I would have liked to say, hear you say, mm-hmm. or Dalton, because my wife would have said it, and and you know because it's nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think my metabolism, I think it hit 50 years old, and I think it's just it's starting to slow down. She's getting, she's getting tougher, you know, to, to, to keep it off. And, uh, you know, I'm working out harder and harder and all that stuff. And you just sat there and looked at me and go, yeah, I, I don't think so. I said, well, you're not 50. You don't know. You don't know what I've been through, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you said, what, what about this? What about this? So I could have very easily said, yeah, but you don't know. But I listened to the information, and I caught myself making an excuse. It's a heck of a lot easier if you would have just said, yeah, but you're doing pretty good for a 52-year-old man. Which you are. But that was... Thank you. Besides, yeah, but that was besides <laughs> but, the point. But we're talking... Yeah, exactly. We were talking about... We are having a real conversation because nothing, there's nothing worse than... Because than, you would have known I'm just bullshitting you anyways. So there's nothing worse to me that when, when someone's talking to me and I know that they're bullshitting me and that they know that they're bullshitting yeah. me... And that they know that I know that they know that they're bullshitting. <laughs> and we have a conversation. Exactly. There's nothing worse. Yeah. We both know what's going I on can't here. Stand yeah. it. So when you when you said, okay, so I took the information. I said, yeah. I said, maybe I'm going to have to dig a little bit deeper. And I did. Because mm-hmm. I care yeah. about my life. And I valued your information. Because the last thing I want is to have a conversation with you where it's just like, you know what? The guy's a loser, really. He doesn't. You know, he talks the talk, but he doesn't, you know, he he tells the kids, he tells everybody how they're supposed to do it, but he actually doesn't do it. Yeah, 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 he does. He he works out and he eats relatively healthy, but he's not talking. He's not walking the walk. Yeah. And it was really good because I buckled down and I, so what happens? I'm I'm better for it. But the greatest thing in the world at that point when you're in the, when you're going through a struggle, or not, I wouldn't even call it a struggle when you're going through those things, would be to say, yeah, but you're 52. Look at you. You're doing great. You're lifting weights. You're running. You're in great shape. You got a little bit of fluff on you. Know, like, look at other, every other 52. And I would say, yeah, but I just don't want to look like every other 52. I want to be better. And then you go, well, but the greatest thing would have been, or not the greatest thing, the, the, a true, if you weren't my friend, or if we weren't didn't have a real conversation where we helped each other, then I, you would have just said, well, yeah, you're doing good for 52. Yep. And I could have walked away and gained five pounds a year. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> right. Well, well, and that's. But and that's, that's who I want to hang out with. I want people that are going to take me and say, "No, you're 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 not living up to what you can be." Right. You have a weakness. Fix it. Well, and and here's this is the thing. So with that example specifically, you're coming to me and like there's there like you're having a problem, right? So by you coming Did and bringing. Did it show? Bring, <laughs> 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 no, but by by you bringing it up, yeah. Like there's something For that sure. you want are trying to address. Yes. Otherwise, you wouldn't. If you were one hundred percent satisfied with what was going on, then there, we wouldn't have the conversation. But you 100%. brought it up. Yeah. So because of that, it's like okay, Andy is. There's something that Andy wants wants to address. So my option as his friend is to pretend that he's fine and exaggerating, or actually try to help him with the thing that he thinks he's struggling yes. with because he brought it up. Yes. So for me, that's exactly why I went about it the way I went about it. I said okay there's truth to the fact that as you get older, it's more difficult to hang on to muscle mass. That's true. Yeah. There's but that, apparently. and that is the, that's the reason where the, that's where the metabolism thing comes from yep. is that you lose muscle mass, yep. your metabolism slows down because you don't have as much muscle mass, right. but it's not just a given that you're going to lose muscle mass as you age. It's just harder to hang on to. Yeah. 
So for you to come and say, I think my metabolism is slowing down. It's like, okay, that's not just going to happen because you're getting older. So if you, th- if you want to make a, a bit of a change, then what can you do about that? And there are things you can do about that because you're, like you said, you're, you're not doing everything you could do to address this thing. Hundred percent. So if you want to change, like, let's try to address some of those things. And that's the honest conversation. But people don't necessarily want to have that conversation. They don't want to hear the honesty. And there's a difference too. One of the, I wanted to point out, there's a difference between you say this all the time, like put some velvet on the sledgehammer, yeah. right? I don't need to come up to you and be like, Andy, like you're a fake pretender, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I don't need to say that. Yeah. But what I can say is let's, okay, let's have a conversation actually about what you're, what you're trying to do here yeah. and be honest about what's going on. Yeah. Or if a kid comes up to you and asks you about, well, I'm having trouble doing this. You don't need to say, Hey, you're shit. Right. No, so fix, you need to fix everything because really you're not very good. And if you think you're going to get drafted, you're not because you're not good. Yeah. And like, that's not how you, t- that's not, no. Cause and a lot of people say that too. Like the, when they're talking about be- people say, Oh, I'm just really honest. And it's like, no, you're actually <laughs> just being an asshole. You're a jerk. That's, yeah. You're You're just being an asshole. That's yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. So there's a way to have the conversation and yeah. be honest about it. But yeah. that's a, that's a huge benefit. And that's, what's nice about having someone that cares about you genuinely, genuinely, because they'll have the honest conversation. They're not just going to fluff it off and say, no, 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 you're doing, you're doing fine. You're doing fine. Yeah. But it teaches you so much. Yeah. It, it teaches you so much because that goes back to that loop that we talked about. You think as a 50 year old man where I've, I've been your, I'm your boss. If we call it that, I'm your boss. I've been your kind of a mentor. I've been someone that you've looked up to. You've brought things to me yeah. your whole life. Do you think that's easy to sit there with a kid that's, I'll call you a kid, yeah. 26 years old and say, and, and, and you get, you call me out and say, I don't think you're actually, um, I don't think you're living, uh, I don't think you're reading your own press. So I, that makes me humble. Yeah, well, right? it's the humble makes you stronger. Though. Well, and the, and the same thing, like vice versa for me. Yeah. Like anytime I'm going, and and it's in, it's in a different way because you have a different perspective. You've been through life a lot longer than I have. You've started a business. You've run a business. So when I'm doing things, the the, the most times it comes out for me is when we're talking about things with respect to like the business or programs or whatever. Whenever I'm coming up with anything, I'm like, hey, can you read this? Or hey, what do you think about this? Or yeah. is this a good idea? Or is there yeah. a better way? Yeah. Or whatever. I hit you with those kind yeah. of questions a lot yeah. because I have enough humility to know that you yeah. n- have done this more than me yeah. and you've done it successfully, obviously. Yeah. So for me to just go in and not ask you yeah. or to or not take what you say yeah. uh, seriously and yeah. try to integrate it in my in plans for what I'm thinking of doing would be yeah. stupid. Yeah, sometimes a dummy dummy's approach is dumb. That's right. Sometimes, yeah, all <laughs> man. Exactly. Right. Yeah, for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah. So I think that's that's a it's a big thing, and I think that the, the, that you want to try that. Yeah, I mean, try it. I think everybody needs to do that because I'll tell you, the hardest, the biggest struggle that you're going to have as a player, like, is not the good times. We talk about this all the time. It's when you're going through. When you're trying to when you're trying to navigate through the tough sh- the tough shit, and that's your weaknesses and stuff. So that's why it's a critical critical question, is to find out where. And you know, that's, Charlie's got an interview today, and his last question, his parting question, every single time it's ingrained in his head is, "Thank you very much." And is there anything that you know in my game that you think I can improve on? He's had feedback. So the, the last time he got it, the, the one scout that was talking to him two weeks ago gave him one of, he, we did, he just suggested it. He goes, this is one thing. You played great. Love this, love this, love this. He goes, if I was to say one thing, uh, it was once, once you make a move in the offensive zone, you should try to create just a little bit more space. He, just my opinion, I just take it or leave it. Charlie's like, thank you. 
And we got home. He goes, Dad, can we work on that? If you if he talks to ten scouts, if he let's say in the OHL he talks to twenty teams, and he asks twenty questions, maybe the same thing pops up twenty times. Maybe he gets ten different things. Maybe he gets five. But he gets five things to, that he can work on. Maybe it's obvious. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it's new. Whatever. But that's valuable valuable information. The last thing that my son needs or anybody needs is to tell them how good you are at you're such a good skater. Mm-hmm. Oh. What does that do for you? Yeah. It does nothing. It does absolutely nothing. Doesn't make you better. No. Okay, now I know I'm a good skater. That verified that. How do I get better? You know what I mean? Well, that, and, that, and that's what I was going to say. That and that's what when we were talking about that conversation about the metabolism thing, I could have just said to you, "Well, yeah, but you're doing great for 52," which is true. Mm-hmm. But you already know that. Agreed. Like that's not helpful. Well, I want to do better. Yeah, that's not helpful to you. Right. You know you're doing well for 52 you're kicking everyone's ass you yeah. go any 52 year old wants to walk into the gym to have a go with coach andy have at it man yeah go for it come on man. and and that's great but not helpful for you no. not helpful and that's no. the same thing with with the kids and the thing that's funny is ego oh man but but especially with the kids that they don't they might not know how how huge it is to ask good questions because like you were talking about with the coaches from the co- coach's point of view people aren't asking so it makes them seem like they don't give a shit yeah. And maybe they do. And that's, or even if they don't, maybe you can make them by asking a question. And that's, that's the hey, thing that's, you've done your job. Right. So you go, but, but this is what's funny is like, you think this coach is such a hard ass, but then you go ask them a question. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, a kid finally came and asked me a question. Yeah. Like, let's, okay. Like, let's help this kid. And then that thing happens where you care as much as the person cares. Yeah. You know, once 100%. you show me how much you care. It makes me want to help you more. And I would say even with all the hard-ass coaches out there, that's still probably true 90% of the time. Even if you have the most jerk, seemingly like dick coach ever, if you go ask them, hey, what do you think I need to work on? They're going to give you something that... Even if they say it like they're a freaking angry gorilla. Yeah. Even if they say like you're the worst and all, then here's five things that you suck at. Okay, well, now you have five things this guy just said that he thinks you're not very good at. So shave off the personal insult and yeah. the tone that it was delivered with and just say, okay, but he still said these five things. Okay, well, which one of these things do are, am I actually really weak at? And let's go yeah. do that. Yeah. Even a, the worst coach, if yeah. you just go and, and which is tough. Well, they're going to respect the fact that you try. And and that's that's absolutely true. I, I can't think You can of wear many, people down. We, oh, like if you really, really, really want, want game, this thing. Talk about you playing can, the game, man. Jocko, talk, yeah, play you, the game. <laughs> yeah. You can you can wear people down. Yeah. Because you know what? At some point, they're just going to have to say, okay, like you really want this thing, don't you? Mm-hmm. Right? It's yeah. an impressive trait to have. Yeah. Like, God, ask questions, man. It's huge. So huge. Yeah. Ask questions and don't be afraid to hear. Like this is the only way that you get better. Mm-hmm. It's like taking that. It's the skill buckets. There's not just skill buckets. There's also the emotional and all that kind of stuff. You got those skill buckets. Fill them up. Yeah. Fill them up. It's not great if your shot's great. You don't need that overflowing and, you know, filling other, you know, do that, continue, but work on the weakness. And I'll tell you, man, when you, when you, when you find success in your, in your weaknesses, then it, it just, it's just that loop and it just, it feeds you. You say, okay, I can do this once. I can do it twice. I can do it three times. I got eight years to get to the NHL. I can do, I can do these things in eight years. And, and then your, your life becomes believable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, becomes well, believable when you. Well, there's a, another. It was this. I think this was a Tony Robbins quote. There was a quality questions create a quality life. 
mm. which is an awesome quote because that's that is what help people you know people talk about the motivation thing again and a better way to to instead of like focusing on trying to feel motivated like focus on building momentum for yourself right yep. you build momentum for yourself and then you can keep chugging like in that loop like we yep. said and the way that you can start to get the ball rolling is you ask somebody who knows better than you what the, what should i be doing and that's yep. gonna what what's gonna start yeah. uh, getting the ball rolling you know yeah yeah, success leaves clues, man. Like people that have success, if you ask them some questions, they're going to give you some feedback, and it's just changes your life. Yeah, I, I would say that uh, one thing that just to go back to the uh, when you were talking about something, <laughs> what was it now? Um, anyways, I would just have a, a oh the the reading we were talking about reading. I know it's it's there's a lot of resistance with that. Oh yeah, read, just read, but. I was telling these guys, uh, telling a lot of people this, and then the Slight Edge book came out, and then I use that as a term now. But I was telling that to people. I said, like, just do, just do ten percent or a, a little bit more, and that the Slight Edge is like, just do a little bit every day, but do a little bit more to make yourself more interesting, and it spills all over your life. Read ten minutes a day, and everybody can do it. Read ten minutes a day, and then the next thing you know, you're gonna walk into a room. Might be six months from now. Might be a year. Might be three months. And you walk in a room, you're a little bit more interesting to talk to. It's very funny when I go to, you know, to family gatherings and stuff like I get, Hey, would you, you know, they'll ask me some questions and I'll go on a tangent about something and people just sit there and listen. And and like, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, Mm -hmm. but I take a little bit of time investing myself to make myself a little bit interesting. Yeah. Right. Take X amount of time a day and exercise. You don't have to go and, you know, you don't have to do the workout that we do every day, but do something. And then all of a sudden you're just a little bit, 10% better there. And then you're walking and someone will, you know, it's a conversation. It's, you feel better about yourself. You walk in a room, you're a little bit more confident. Um, people will notice and you're like, okay, there's another aspect of my life, right? Yeah. Do, I, do I want to be rich? No, I only make 30 grand a year. Okay. Take 3000 of that and put it away. And in 10 years you're going to make what you're going to have in the bank plus interest, what you make in a year. Hmm. And it's just going to keep making money. That's how you become rich. And and I'm not good at public speaking. That was a thing I always wanted to, and but when I did, when I would do it, I'm still bad. I'm a quiver. I like I I do it though, but I sit there and I I just I'm an emotional guy. It's really weird when I do public speaking and I talk about anything emotional, which I not emotional, heartfelt. I guess mm-hmm. I talk about something I've gone through or if when I'm talking to someone like. Like, I know that you can do it. Like, I tear up. It's mm-hmm. like I sit there and I go, Come, would you please stop? Yeah, You're not yeah, crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's how I am. So I'm a little bit of self-conscious of that. But you know what I did? I, I just did it. I'll speak in front of people and it's like, okay, that's a, you conquer that. You're just a little bit stronger. You build this, you build this different human. Mm-hmm. You have to try things. You have to go to the places that you don't want to go. And yeah. I, I'm telling you, man, you get into this hockey world and you go to the places that you don't want to go often enough, it just becomes habit. And that's, you win the battle. Well, and there's a there's a piece of delayed gratification that you need to consider too. When a lot of times the when you're especially for kids, when everything's like so so instant. Even well, not just kids. I shouldn't just say I shouldn't say that for everyone. Every, you get things so instant now, yeah. right? Yeah. And the the issue. So if you practice your shot, you're gonna see improvements in your shot pretty quick. So Should it's easy. Up. So it's easy to practice your shot because you get to see. But what you don't it's hard to make and it's the same with school not just reading it's the same with school it's hard to make the link of where your return on investment is yeah it's not clear yeah whereas if you work on your if you work on sprints you're gonna get faster pretty quick yeah especially when you're a kid and you're in that growth phase yeah but something like reading you don't get to see that right away 
Yeah. But that doesn't mean it isn't there and that doesn't mean it's not worthwhile. And that's something that even if you're a kid, you, you can start to recognize that, okay, I know I'm not going to see this right now, but everyone's telling me this is something that's good for me. Everyone I know that is doing something that's worth doing is telling me I should do this because you hear it everywhere. Read. You should yep. read. Yep. Most successful people that I've ever heard when they give speeches, well, that's one of the things they always talk about. Read. I read this. I read this. I heard this in this book or I read this person's book. Even if they don't. Dire- Everyone. Yeah. Even not, if they don't directly tell you, go read, the amount of times they're referencing a book or referencing mm. something someone said mm. in a book or whatever, mm. it's all, all the time. So because you know that, or, or at least people keep telling you that, it's worth pursuing. 100%. Even though you're not going to get to see necessarily the benefit right off the bat. And that's the problem with like education and reading and things like that. It's that delayed gratification. You're not going to see it till later. You're not going to see it for a year, two years, five years. Like that's when you're going to see it. But it's the same as building good workout habits. It's the same as building a good, good eating schedule. You don't see it today. You see it later. And that doesn't make it any less valuable. It's probably more valuable, arguably. Yeah, absolutely. It's all the habits you have. Like Charlie's got that interview. He's had a couple interviews now and he's had them. And it's like, it's interesting. I, I told him before, like, live life so like one of the questions right they'll throw th- things at you like they're not trying to trick you like i told him he's I'm le- nervous about this one he really wants to play here mm. a little nervous about this one dad i said okay let's remember something they want you that's number one i said you, and they want the parents there in this one so i said they want you i said all they want you to uh, they they want you not to blow it they they want you to tell show them how interesting this shit that you've done in your life so but one of the things they've asked every interview he's done is like have you played other, any other sports so he's, you know, as a kid, it's like articulate it now. So like the first, first interview he did, it was like not bad, but I said, okay, now let's think about what you've actually done and let's see how it applies and talk and speak with some enthusiasm. Yes. I've played soccer, baseball, and lacrosse. I chose lacrosse because it, uh, it was a lot like hockey and I learned a lot. I learned about the defensive side of lacrosse and it, and it was you know, I had body contact ever since and I played and there was slashing and it was like a really rough game in which I really enjoyed. That's a little bit interesting, more interesting than saying I played lacrosse. Um, I've done some boxing. I've done some jujitsu. That's a good thing. I've played squash on weekends with my dad all the time that you're well rounding it. So you, you build a resume to say, Oh, this kid is interesting. He's sharp. Right. Um, that's one of the questions. Did you have athletes in your family? That's a, that's a question that gets asked all the time. Yeah, my my dad was a hockey player and he runs he trains hockey players. My uncle's a was a professional boxer. And my my other brother was my other uncle was a professional hockey player. It's like no, that stuff adds up. So have some, you know, when you learn to articulate this. But this is another skill. Is like you have to understand when you do. My point of all that is when you take your life at an early age because like you said you you got to be ready to be a hockey player because you're getting grilled early so you take all these skills the communication skills the reading skills and all that stuff and then it adds up when you're 15 16 years old 18 years yeah. old for interviews yeah. and they're important because i told them i said at the end of the day chooch you're gonna have that might be you and it might be someone else and maybe you're the same maybe he's even a little better or maybe you're a little better but at the end of the day that conversation that they have, they could say, we like them both, but that that was that was the, the temper there. That kid could carry himself. That guy could wear a C yeah. on his jersey. Or yeah. he's, a, he's a stump, and I don't know about this uh, kid. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, well, I know you got uh, a bit of a hard stop today, so anything you want to leave off with, finish off with? Same thing. as say, It's the same thing. Yeah. yeah you know, like um, 
Well, I guess I'm going to change it a little bit. But first of all, go find your weaknesses and go fix them. Go work on them right today. Don't wait. Work on them right today. But I think I'm going to leave on this one today as Dalton's leaving me. And um, I'm going to leave with this. He uh, He's a great example of why you want to do it right. He's a great example of why you want to have that dream in front of you all the time because he gave himself a choice. He's 31 years old and he's moving away. And he doesn't have to, you know, we were talking about, he doesn't have to worry about one uh, hit the rest of his life. He's paid this price once and he did it by finding weaknesses and working on his weaknesses. But the dream is so big. You know what? You know, the options that this game could give you, you have to do the work though and find those weak links, fix them. Like go ahead and fix them. It's going to take some time. But if you learn how to do this, the, it's it'll be so worth it for you. I don't know. You know, if you have some skill in hockey and a desire in hockey, I think it's a, one of the best. Well, you're you're going through it as a young guy um, with an engineering degree. Kids that are 26 to 30 that haven't bought their tw- or 20 to 30 that haven't bought a house now. The housing market is just absolutely skyrocketing. It's almost making it impossible. I know one way that you can buy a house though. That's if you play in the NHL because you make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I told my son that, and I, you know, I'm not stupid enough to think that. Anyone could just go play in the NHL, but when you do have the the the, the tools and the talent and the um, desire, go for it because that's one way you can buy a house and that's the one way you can set up your future like Dalton. But it's not easy. No. But if you do ask that question, go to the go to a couple people that have some influence in this game. Ask them what can I work on right now yeah. to make myself better. If you do that, you're on your on the right track. Yeah. Well, Dalton's been what a great example of that ask other people questions, ask yourself questions, ask questions, man. Think about, it. critically think about it, and that's what uh, we'll get here. That's awesome, man. Cool. We'll wrap it right there.